How you been? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Welcome back. This is uh, your second time. Last time we talked about the, um, I think uh, we talked about anti-vax before anti-vax was cool. Yeah, we sure did, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, pretty interesting how how that all came into play. Yeah. Still, still, still take the same stance. I still take the same stance. Same. Good. Yeah. That's good. Um, how you been health wise? Good, good. We've been good health wise. I mean, um, we've just been trucking along the the whole time. We both yeah. got COVID in August, but we were just fine. Really? Yeah. I um I got it at some point and just didn't know. Um yeah. I I tested multiple times for like different reasons. Um, always got negative results. And then I didn't even know I got it when I got it until like, I just took an antibody test for the hell of it and had antibodies. And I was like, Oh, I guess I got it, um, at some point, but yeah, I think for me, I, I, I hardly ever get sick anyways. And I, I take pretty good care of myself. So, uh, guess I'm one of the lucky ones or one of those one of the ones right. who kind of prepared for stuff like that right right yeah so um you know really I wanted to talk to you today about your adventures there in Egypt that's fucking awesome yeah it, it was super cool it was a lot how, of fun how did that come about like what what like I didn't even know y'all were like planning on that. Of course, like I'm not on social media, like all the time, but like, I just, I looked on Instagram one day and like, you're off in Egypt. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) how'd that come about? Well, um, we got married in August and we didn't really get a honeymoon. We were going to go to London to see Stonehenge. We're really into like, um, historical stuff. And we watch a lot about like monolithic structures in general, for mm-hmm. some reason, but we both always wanted to go to Egypt. Um, and then when I was, I, I kind of surprised my husband. Uh, he's, he really, really wanted to go to Egypt. Like I've wanted to go, but he really, really right. wanted to go. Like it was in um, his soul. Like he just, it was dragging him there. It was literally dragging him there. Uh, he would talk about it all the time. And anytime there was something about Egypt on any kind of channel, we would watch it. And so, we actually knew a little bit before we got there. So we kind of did a little bit of our research and then our, I did a little bit more because um, I just didn't tell him really. And then I got a tour guide and they kind of like combined my research with what they already, you know, mm-hmm. knew that we should do. And um, we flew 20 hours to Egypt. <laughs> That's awesome. Was it one, one way, one flight, like all the way, or was there a no. layover anywhere? We, we took a red eye, which is what I would suggest to do because technically when you leave, you leave here about like eight 30 at night. And then when you land in London, um, which you can go to like straight to Germany, straight to London, uh, straight to Spain, I think was the other option. Um, and we went to London and then we were there for five hours, but when we landed there, it was like 10 their time. So we kind of like had like a brunch 10, while 10 we were there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so we kind of had like a brunch while we were there and the layover was five hours, but it went by really quickly because he throws like a, I mean, it has Gucci, yes, Saint Laurent, like has all those stores mm-hmm. in there. Um, it's like the hub of international travel. Yeah. So um, you waste a lot of time really easily. Yeah, I'm sure. And then next yeah. thing you know, you're hopping on another plane. You, then you fly to Cairo um, directly. And nice. fortunately, when we got there to us in our brains, it was still only like 3 p.m. But in Cairo, it was almost 11 p.m. Right. So you're wide awake. <laughs> yeah. And it's dark out. Yeah. What was it? What was it like? So when you flew into Cairo, it was it was dark and you it was like, unfortunately. OK, I was going to I was going to say, like, what was that? What was that? Well, what was the initial feeling like? flying into Cairo, knowing that you're about to land in Egypt? Um, I wanted to cry a couple of times actually. And like, I had to like reserve, I was like, all right, you don't don't walk in this place being a crazy person. (laughs) Like just like reserve yourself a little. But when we landed, 
we, um, we, we were super pumped and you couldn't see anything. And we were like wanting to see the pyramids right. when we landed and like all this stuff and you couldn't see anything. And so we did. So we're like walking down this like conveyor thing. And there's like a bunch of tour guides standing there with like, you know, the little piece of paper with your name on it, mm-hmm. which is like the experience that I wanted. You can do it any way you want. You can do it super cheap to like $800 for a 10 day trip. Or you can do it all the way up to a thousand dollars a day, whatever mm-hmm. you're really trying to pay. Right. So we went somewhere like, you know, in the lower, lower middle. Right. Yeah. Um, but we, we still went with a really good company. We went with Memphis tours and they're been around since the sixties. So I was like, I'm going to go with them. You know what I mean? Um, so this guy had our little name on it and everything. And he was like, they were all very well-dressed. And I later found out that they have to be in suits to be in the airport if they're not a tourist really yeah they like the men have to be like the the tour guides and stuff like that they have to be very well dressed they can't be in like traditional garb or anything no no they wouldn't like a gayabina or anything like that or even any shorts or anything they have to wear like in a suit okay yeah so uh so you landed and then then what straight to a hotel or straight to a tour so we went straight to the hotel but like when i say straight to the hotel there's like countries that don't have driving like restrictions and stuff Mm -hmm. um and like they really (laughs) don't have driving restrictions so we see just all over the place oh Oh, yeah we see two accidents on the way to the hotel room and they reverse in the middle of the road and the cars people people knocking on your window to like sell you tissues and like i love it and drive off yeah (laughs) i love it and so like i'm just like okay cool like i can't really see much of what's going on culture shock immediately immediately um and then they like um we kind of what we go to this hotel room it's called the steigenberger it's kind of like a popular chain that's over in europe and so uh, it was really nice, but you walk through security for everything, drug dogs, right. bomb dogs, I'm sorry, bomb dogs for everything, um, mirrors at the bottom of your car, and, and it's a military police there, so everybody has like AK-47s and stuff, mm-hmm. Yeah. and so you go in, and you go into the hotel, and it's just this really nice place, and um, so that was cool, and I actually just like took some melatonin and went to sleep, man. Um, I ended up sadly I have celiac ended up having a gluten reaction from the airplane food oh, no. and um, I tried to get up the next morning I was super sick all night I thought it was jet lag at first but then I got hives and um, so we tried to go do a couple things but I was sick for the first morning um, I unfortunately threw up all over Muhammad Ali Pasha's mosque oh no really? oh, it was awful oh it was awful I didn't see not- that on Instagram. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my friends is actually like, are you going to tell them about that on the podcast? So I was like, yeah, I might as well. So we're actually very cordial. They are a Muslim country. They're very, very nice to me. They did not expect me to wear a hijab or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I believe if I would have participated in prayer, they would have made me wash my hands, feet and face. But I just had to take my shoes off when we went inside. Right. And it was so gorgeous. His tomb, I guess, sarcophagus, you would call it, actually is there. Um, and although he's in a, a, of Egyptian faith, but he, that's what um, they say. It's, it's there. It's very pretty. It's gorgeous. It's actually built out of remnants of different um, temples from across that are like Egyptian temples, like yeah. thousands of year old temples. They kind of have- like took columns. Do you have pictures of that in particular? Oh yeah. Okay, because yeah. I might I might just have you like send me a group of pictures so that I can like maybe add them to the video, kind of show what we're talking about as we're talking about it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, so that pretty. was that was the first uh, really cool Egyptian experience besides the uh, the vomit. Um, <laughs> that was that was the first thing. 
So <clears throat> that was more, so uh, Egypt became a Muslim nation um, less than a hundred years ago. I can't remember the exact time period. I really wish I could for you. Um, and that you could probably find out. So it was more of like a straight Muslim experience, which was still beautiful. Um, it was still gorgeous, but it wasn't Egyptian yet. Like I definitely was still and getting embraced into their culture nowadays right. at that time. Right. You could see the pyramids from from the um, mosque and everything, um, and I got sick, and my husband had to carry me out. And when we when we went left and went back to the hotel, we missed the Egyptian museum, which we'll talk about later. We ended up doing, um, but I forget what else we missed. Something something small. What was the um, uh, what was the weather like? So it's actually the the coolest it was was 56 and the hottest it was was 87. And this so, was mid, um, you were there mid-April? Yes, okay. I was there March 23rd to April 2nd. Okay. Yeah. So um, that sounds like really nice weather. It was very nice. Uh, there's no shade though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> so yeah. the heat is like, they call it like the, the Egyptian sun for a reason. Cause there's no, there's no shade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you get like on the right side of a building or something. Yeah. <laughs> wherever there are buildings. Um, so, uh, what, what happened after you got carried out of the mosque? So we went back and they brought me like Egyptian Pepto-Bismol that was like milk of magnesia. It was gluten-free. So I took it and I felt much better. Okay. Um, we, we went to sleep and then we woke up and we went hard. We did all three pyramid cities that we could do. Um, we did the pyramids of Saqqara, the pyramids of Jashur and the Giza pyramids last. Um, the tour guide was very nice. His name was Kareem. And he was like, I'm so glad you're feeling better today. Cause we're, we're, we're doing it today. Yeah, um, yeah. We must've walked 10 miles. Wow. It was every, a lot. Just about every day. Uh, every yeah. Day you were there. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the tour guide, was he with you every day through the whole experience? So we had three different tour guides. So we started okay. out in Cairo and we did the pyramid, the Saqqara pyramids, which is the oldest pyramid. Um, we did the pyramids of Dashur and the Bent pyramid, the red pyramid, and then the pyramids of Giza. And he was with us the next day when we went to Alexandria and we did like the Citadel and the Roman catacombs. Um, yeah. But then when we went to Luxor and Aswan, we had a different tour guide. And then again, we had one more tour guide. So we had three over the 10 day experience. Okay, cool. And um, I was going to ask what, uh, when you're with the tour guide, do you feel, you did you feel pretty safe the whole time? That's something that people think about a lot when going, you know, to the Middle East in general is safety. Did you feel pretty safe the whole time or what was that? I felt like? really safe. Okay. Yeah, I honestly... I was very conservative with the clothing that I wore, especially at first. At the end, I wore a sundress, but at first, I, especially when we're in the city around all the mosques and stuff, I wanted to be respectful. Right. Um, I didn't even have to do that. Uh, we were we were at the pyramids, and there was like girls in little tiny shorts and stuff. And so, I mean, they felt safe. I felt safe. We were all the whole place was vibing. Um, mm. They were very much so respectful. Um, they would like they would like make jokes with my husband about like oh how much did you buy your wife for uh, and stuff like that <laughs> but that was the only time yeah um he, that was the only time that I was like okay guys like that's funny but like come on I would have been like I, I would have been like I traded two camels <laughs> <laughs> this this one guy he's like has these like big crystal alabaster jars and he's like I give you both these vases okay <laughs> sold <laughs> that's um, awesome so it sounds like um i i don't have any experience traveling the world yet unfortunately but um i follow a few people on youtube or on instagram who travel quite a bit and it seems like you know most places in different as long as you re you respect the culture i think in most places people are pretty accepting of of foreigners and they just you know they're just everyday people like you and me it's not like 
you know, we, we get this perception from the news or, or anything like that, that whenever you go to a foreign country, you need to be scared um, that there's bad people. Of course, there's bad people in every country. But there's bad I, people here. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I think you're in just as much danger here, um, you know, as you are anywhere else. So it's, it's good to hear that uh, you had that kind of experience as well, that you felt safe the whole time. Everybody was nice and, and respectful. And I'm tatted up and yeah. they, they had a lot of, like one of our tour guides was like, okay, in America, y'all get these tattoos. And he's like, like, I didn't, why? And I, he, he was just wanted to know, he was so excited about our tattoos. He was like, I always think of myself with tattoos. He's like, it's my dream. It's my dream. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so uh, what, what was next? Okay. So the pyramids. We went inside the pyramids. There's 107 pyramids in Egypt. Were you able so, to, did you go into all of them? Like the, uh, the Dozier pyramids and the, um, you were able to go in those and not just like the, the pyramids of Giza. You pretty much got yeah. there. Okay. We went in the pyramid, the Dozier pyramid, this pyramid of Saqqara known as the step pyramid, which is the mm -hmm. oldest pyramid yeah. on earth in question. Russia has some ones that they won't let us study but they yeah. say are older. So, yeah. you know, we'll hold tight. We'll hang tight for that. Mm -hmm. um, but they, we went in that one and that one I could actually walk in. It was actually the second one that we went in. And I was a little bit nervous of going into the second one because the first one was a quad workout, buddy. Oh, a yeah. quad workout. So basically it was like two by fours with metal like drilled into it in a steep incline and a steep... Yeah, like it was like might as well be how many steps? An, oh man, it was at least a quarter, felt like a quarter mile. Oh wow. Yeah, they didn't want you in there. Two hundred yards. It was two hundred yards. My husband's gonna chime in sometimes. <laughs> no, that's cool. Took some dedication if you wanted to get in there. Our tour guide actually said, uh, "You have fun. You know, I've <laughs> seen it. I'll we'll be here." Yeah, he's so like, I've, "I've made that walk." Yeah, yeah. And he was a very tall guy. He went into the Doja Pyramid with us that you were talking about. And he just had to lean over for that one. He was very tall. So um, are they well lit inside or do you bring a light? They're, they're, um, the, the pyramid that you were asking of is really well lit. The tomb is actually at, at the bottom. You like walk in straight and then there's a railing and then look over the edge and then the, the sarcophagus, the tomb is down there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really well lit down there. But the red pyramid wasn't so much well lit, which was actually my favorite pyramid um, because it had the most rooms mm -hmm. and it was really cool. Like the way the pyramid on the inside is, it's like so smooth. And then it's like, like curves down like a Tetris piece and it goes all the way down and I'll send some pictures so you can post it. So it's basically like this all the way, but it's smooth. So wow. smooth. That's, that's, um, that's insane. Of course, like somebody who like me, and I'm guessing you guys have, you know, done your, your extensive research in, into, re, into Egypt and ancient cultures, um, ancient civilizations. And just to think that they had the ability to, to form those, you know, those structures the way that they did so long ago. Um, that's just fascinating. And I can't even like, I can't even imagine like, and I'm sure like you can imagine being there and actually seeing it with your own eyes. I just, man, I'm, I'm very envious. Just, uh, keep, keep going. It, it was, it was surreal. It was surreal to be there, but, um, so there's the bent pyramid there, which was kind of like their second draft after the Seth pyramid. It didn't go so well, you know, that's why it's called, it's bent. It's very bent. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's a red pyramid and there's a couple little other ones too. Like the white one is kind of basically rubble at this point. And then we go to the pyramids of Giza, which are like in the city, man. Like they're like in the city. Like we had lunch and we went, so we, we pull up and we go and it's so, it's like New York. Mm -hmm. It is so chaotic that you're mm -hmm. just not even, you're literally looking straight in front of you to make sure that you make it to where you're going. Right. So we get in there and not in a dangerous way, just in like a, you don't want to run anybody over. You might get run over too. <laughs> right. Um, 
And so we go into lunch and lunch is like, we sit down and we turn to the right and there's the pyramids of Giza. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're like right here. And I mean, like, I, I don't know feet very well, but we're super close. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've seen some, uh, one of the guys I follow on uh, YouTube, he travels a lot and uh, he was doing a live YouTube video from Egypt and he was walking along this, uh, this, this kind of busy street and then there's a, a gate and the pyramids mm-hmm. right on the other mm-hmm. side. Yep. And so um, he, he ran into this kid. Yeah. I think this kid was maybe like, 14 15 years old and uh he started talking to him and the kid his father owned a shop right there on the strip um in front of the pyramids and uh he was talking to him talking to this egyptian kid he was like yeah i'm I'm live on youtube i've got a couple hundred people in here watching right now he's like he, he thought it was so cool that he was on youtube with a couple hundred people watching live and he's like, let's, uh, he's like, I'll take you to the, the roof of our shop. And so they went up to the roof and like, he hung out with this Egyptian kid, super cool kid. I actually even went and followed him on Instagram myself. Like the kid was super cool just to bring some random American up on the, on the roof to like get a really cool view of the pyramids. But yeah, just right on the other side of that street and the gate was the yeah. pyramids. Like, so could I don't know I just I'm trying to put myself in your shoes just like I I don't think I would be able to take my eyes off of them like really sitting <laughs> there like sitting there eating I just I don't think I would be able to take my eyes off of them we really wanted to do like all the eating and all that stuff so fast so we could get to like every time we sat down we were like and then let's go so egyptian people are really really sweet um they're they're very into hustling um Mm -hmm. which is fine because a lot of countries are and a lot of people are but they're very very it is 40 percent of the population makes their money off of tourism and they haven't Mm -hmm. had good tourism um, right. but they're very nice. So like with my gluten allergy, I actually got a card in Arabic that said I had a gluten allergy and they, all of them were so easy. They would like put something in front of me and then like, you could see them thinking about it and they would take it away food, okay. you know? So yeah. they, they see Americans actually, they see tourists in general. Cause they really spoke to us in Spanish a lot, oh, but really? they, at the whole time, actually, they were calling me Shakira for a minute there. And I was like, <laughs> well, my family's from Colombia, so Thanks. we got super yeah. far. There <laughs> yeah. you go. There you go. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're very, they see, they want to take pictures with you. If they, if they, you were doing a podcast out there, they would be like, oh, please let me take a picture with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, until they would tell you every time. Actually, they would ask us where we're from and we would say Texas and they'd say best country in the world. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so we did, went to the Pyramids of Giza, which was very cool. And I strongly suggest going to them, but they were nowhere near as cool as the other pyramids because in a like a uh, spiritual way, the other pyramids, you felt connected to them because there was not that many people in them. Right. Um, the Giza pyramid, you get in and, um, we, we all had COVID tests before we got into the country, but there were times where I had people sweat on me because you're going in them and you're literally going like this shoulder and then to shoulder straight down. And you're crouched over like this to get in there. Oh, wow. And there's like a hundred people in the pyramid. Wow. So what's it like when you get into the pyramid? Like it, what's the temperature like? Does it drop when you get it? Well, I'd imagine with all the hundred people getting into the pyramid and these tiny spaces can get pretty warm, but, and like the other pyramids, what did the, did it get cooler as you went in or did it get hotter? That's a great question. Actually, it got cooler in the other pyramids. Uh, the red pyramid was actually pretty cold. Uh, I was like a little chilly in there. Okay. Um, but the Giza pyramid was very hot. Uh, they had like little, coolers basically like the not not window units because there's no windows but little coolers that stand in the corner um and people were like fighting over it to get to it once they got there because this the place is very like hustle and bustle so you adopt Mm -hmm. that attitude while you're Mm -hmm. there and you kind of start to hustle and bustle so everybody kind of just like ran for that cooler when when that section of people got in there um, cause it was, it was pretty hot and the Giza pyramids, they change the entrance that you get to go into. So you can't like, so you're not always destroying one entrance. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm not sure how many in general there is. I think there might be three, but I could be wrong about that one. Um, I didn't, I absorbed the least amount of information about the Giza pyramid. Isn't that funny? Well, um, I mean, that's the one we, those are the ones that we hear about 99% of the time anyway. Right. So I think, I think it's very interesting. Like the, the other ones that you don't hear so much, I mean, learning, I think that's probably where you're going to get the most in-depth history, especially like with the, the Giza pyramids, there's so much that we don't really know about them. Right. Um, and speaking of that area, um, the Sphinx as well, did you get to yeah. get to go play with that? Yeah, we got structure. super close to the Sphinx. Um, so it's crazy because there's actually there's three more pyramids in front of the Giza pyramids. And then there's two more pyramids. Mm-hmm. Um, the three pyramids are for like wives and daughters. And then there's the Sphinx. And then um, there's the tombs right next to the Sphinx. And so basically the Sphinx, the pyramids, and then the tombs, and they are the tombs of the people who built the pyramids. So right. they, it's like, a, it's like a, almost like a graveyard, right? It's like a, like a, yeah, like an honorable mention graveyard. Right. Um, and so they actually, I said, you know, how did they build the pyramids? You know, were the aliens? And <laughs> he started laughing and he's like, actually, I'm here to tell you, we have the tombs right here and showed us the tombs of the people who built it. And they have um, what's called a cartouche. It is a hieroglyph that is a circle with a line below it. And that is what they put the name in. So there's a cartouche on everything that's, you know, every tomb, every whatever. And their names are in them. And the names would say like that they were the builders of the pyramids the workers interesting the, yeah and they're still so, there after so so long ago what it's predicted to be six thousand years five thousand five thousand yeah five thousand according to the egyptologists according to the egyptologists of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course um, um so uh what what did um Okay, so there's, there's, like I said, according to the Egyptologist, there's this, you know, um, alternate or alternative history of uh, these structures, the Sphinx, um, the pyramids. Um, it sounds like they kind of stuck to the script, stuck to the the history that that we know that we learn. Um, was there any? alternative history that they they spoke about like i mean the sphinx according to graham hancock is what maybe 11 to thirteen thousand years old um so is that was there any talk of those like alternative um histories there actually oh hello there actually was not um they mainly they go to college and they kind of all learn the same thing Mm -hmm. and mainly talk about that um I did bring up some other things in our first tour guide he was around our age and he was very receptive to the things I said and I said well like the bible says there's giants and like most religions say there's giants you know what if giants built them and what if you know like stuff like that and right the only thing he wasn't receptive to or open to was the aliens theory. Um, but like the other theories that I kind of threw around and we had fun with him. We, we laughed and talked with him a lot. He was very cool. He was very receptive to hear the things, you know, that we had thought about it um, mm-hmm. or that we read about it. There's also some Russian um, conspiracy theories that one of my clients taught me um, we can get into a different time, but I kind of was like, trying to figure out like while I was there if I put faith into those because I was there you know what I mean right right um and then you know like everything is made out of red and black granite um or sandstone and limestone so if you have any idea when it comes to stones and frequencies and stuff you can kind of go from from there on that too um like the the purpose of them and is it the case in Egypt that those um, those stones aren't even l- like local? 
to to the area that they were they were quarried out somewhere far away and brought to that location that's a really good question for my husband hey steven is the red and black granite like a local to egypt or was it brought out because in alexandria that granite was brought during the great flood the biblical flood was brought from a quarry yeah it was up the nile but the nubia he said it was it comes from a quarry in most southern egypt yeah that's because the, the river flows in reverse right that's uh that's kind of what i uh imagined so um yeah that's what i was thinking i was thinking that you know about the the quarry that those um, stones were actually cut out somewhere else and brought to um, Giza. And, and like you were talking about, you know, studying stones and minerals and stuff like granite and the different frequencies that they carry. Um, there's definitely, uh, I think that there's a lot more to those structures than they're telling you when they take you on that tour, you know? Absolutely. Um, um did you get to go into the King's chamber? We did not go into um, the King's chamber. No. Was it, um, not, was it not open we, at the time? We went into the main chamber, chamber or general chamber, uh, depending on who you ask the name of, right. um, which is another thing. Like some things are in translation. So, you know, it could be like this or that, but um, we did not get to go into those. Um, so what about the art? How was the art? So the pyramids don't have any art on them at all. I'm, I mean, in the, on the trip in general. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so just in, just in general, everything is so overwhelming, but then we go to Karnak temple, which is the largest temple on earth. It's 64 acres. Oh, wow. It's attached to the second largest temple on earth by 1.7 mile Valley of Sphinx. And it has 1,050 sphinx rams, sphinx and rams. And it leads to the second largest temple on earth, which is 50 acres. So is it really two temples or is it just like one really big temple? Right, one big complex. Yeah. And then when you walk in there, then you start to see all the art mm -hmm. and all the hieroglyphs and just all the stories because all the temples, Edfu Temple, Karnak Temple, Kam Ombo, they all tell different stories, right? Mm -hmm. Of the gods and goddesses. So, you know, this one tells the story of like their religion and the beginning of sacrifice, which they claim there was only one human sacrifice and then the rest were animals. But um, the place has 134 columns and the columns are massive, like the pyramids, yes, you expect them to be big, but you right. just walk into this temple and you're like, whoa, what am I in? And it's amazing. Like the gold and the red and everything that's painted on there. And, you know, we all ask how they built the pyramids. Well, my question is, I said, how do they paint it? What is it paint made of? And I asked all three tour guides and all three tour guides told me nobody knows what the paint's made out of. Really? I thought it was like some kind of like, like red would be like red ochre, like some kind of uh, natural, um, I guess, plants that produce uh, pigment that they would mix with mud or, or something. But then again, these, these colors have lasted for thousands of years. And, and they could be, but they could be extinct, mm -hmm. you know, like the right. gardens of Babylon are, are all extinct flowers. Mm -hmm. So here we are thinking of like four or 5,000 year old ink, right? you know, ink, you know, even they have a lot of uh, really pigmented flowers over that they're there that they use for cooking uh, saffron that they use for red and stuff like that. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, broccoli is an advanced version of a cruciferous vegetable. Mm -hmm. Same thing for these plants, probably. Right. Right. Most likely. Um, if we're talking about realistic standards, like, and we're not like the aliens brought them down. Right, right. Yeah. It was alien paint. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's alien blood. Just, just, just blame it on the aliens, everything yeah. in Egypt and human history. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that place was super cool. That was Luxor. 
Um, we flew to Luxor at 3 a.m. We did a lot of 3 a.m. wake up calls. So Karnak is in Luxor? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so is Luxor Temple, obviously. Um, and then we did like some carriage rides around the city. Uh, that was cool. Um, they drink juice, juice to sugar cane, if you've ever had it. Um, it's really good. It's like not sugar. I don't know how to explain it. It's juice sugar cane. Um, it, it's good detox and it tastes amazing. They have it in Colombia too, but um, I think they call, call it guapo. Someone's going to come on here and say I said it wrong, but right. um, they it's super good. So we drank that and then we local food the whole time and I was able to eat everything even with my high amount of allergies they have einkorn wheat so it's a little different too even if I did maybe get wheat um yeah I um do they I mean do they have a lot of like vegetarian vegan options out there yeah yeah that's yeah. kind of kind of what I thought um like I said the uh, the guy that I watch who travels a lot um almost seems like most countries around the world like have a lot of vegan or vegetarian options a lot of cultures uh prefer those those uh healthy or you know relatively healthy uh food food choices right um so that's cool i bet i bet the the food there was amazing it's like a mediterranean arabic food mix yeah i don't yeah. eat pork so i was like super happy about that, that yeah they don't have to worry about pork getting in yeah, my food yeah they don't care for it out there mm-hmm. that's awesome um the and everything like the rice they like grill onions before they cook it the rice and like a like you do mexican rice and oil and stuff they do the same thing but they do grilled onions and saffron mm-hmm. and so uh, they always put the rice in the shape of a pyramid maybe just for tourists but that's awesome <laughs> I thought that was funny <laughs> that's pretty cool um and so then we got on a cruise and we took a cruise down the Nile River. And the Egyptians did everything with the sunrise and sunset. So all the death is on the west and all the life is on the east. So Karnak mm-hmm. and Luxor were on the east. So then we woke up at three o'clock in the morning again. And we took an air hot air balloon ride to see the sunset oh, wow. over Queen Hajipsoup's tem- temple. Queen Hajipsoup, they call it. Uh, tell you to say hot chicken soup if you can't remember her name um and we land at the theban necropolis and they are structures that they actually found in 2020 um so they they just found a lost city as well we didn't see that and they just found queen nefertiti nefertari um they just found her temple which they're they're starting to call the valley of the queens um We didn't get to see that either. They're not open yet. No, maybe maybe here in the next couple of years, go we, back. We, maybe by the time we, I go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. And then you'll see a different entrance too to the pyramid. Maybe we can see the king's chamber. Yeah. That's man. Um I, I'm like, I'm kind of uh I'm on the same page, like how your husband feels about going about like the connection to Egypt. And I wonder, like, because I've loved Egypt since I was a child. I, I can't even, um, I've studied it since I was a child. Like, I remember some of the first books I ever got were were books about Egypt, about ancient Egypt. And I don't know, there's a part of my, my spirit that feels so connected to it. Um, and I, it, it kind of sounds like your husband's the same way. Um, and, and I almost wonder, like, I don't get too far into like the past life stuff, but if yeah. that past life stuff is real, then I I could almost guarantee that I had a past life there. Um, I say the same for him. Yeah. Um, because he really like really wanted to. We were talking about just um, yeah, my my connection to Egypt, your husband's connection. Um, what about uh, are there other are you guys, like you said, you guys kind of like study, like kind of enjoy watching those things, uh, even like um, probably Gobekli Tepe and just different ancient Stonehenge. Um, have you guys kind of put some thought into going and visiting all those places? So <laughs> what's funny about that is like we literally were like 
an hour out of Egypt and I'm like, we got to go go to Gobliateki. And Stephen's like, we've left Egypt for an hour. Yeah. So, yeah, so you just fly straight to Turkey. I mean, yeah. forget going back home. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's funny because Stephen really wanted to go to those pyramids, but there's more pyramids in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm super drawn to Peru. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm part Colombian. I don't know if it has anything to do with that. Super drawn mm-hmm. to the pyramids in Guatemala too. Mm-hmm. Um, all the pyramids were for different reasons and symbolized different things. And the Egyptians held the afterlife in very high regard. And so they, at this moment, it was is set in stone for them is that they were for the afterlife. So it made me really contemplate why Stephen was so drawn to those pyramids. And I'm so drawn to the other ones. Hmm. Um, we have always, we, like I said, we we're going to go to Stonehenge. We have always been drawn to ancient earth basically um we went to the citadel the next day after the pyramids we went to the citadel and it's built out of the remains of the lighthouse of alexandria which was one of the seven ancient wonders of the world it fell twice and was rebuilt and then they guess at the last time they just decided to turn it into a citadel and it was used to protect the city there's Mm -hmm. like bow and arrow holes for each room and like stuff like that um that was like kind of so much up my alley because Alexander the Great had the lighthouse built for Cleopatra and like all of these things. I was super into the history of it, whereas mm-hmm. he is just like feeling Egypt. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So you kind like, of you cut you were kind of more drawn to like the the Roman uh, vibes, and he was yeah. drawn more to the Egyptian vibes. Yeah. That's really um, cool. Yeah, I mean, what's cool about Egypt is that you get both of those. Like, yeah. I think there's like some Greek uh, stuff in there as mm-hmm. well. Um, but uh, yeah, the 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 history of Egypt is so so big. Like, it's just so big. there's so much to it. Uh, the the um, I'm sure you could spend a whole week touring alexandria and and all the the roman history there um studying about cleopatra or anything um so we were uh we were talking you you took the hot air balloons uh was it over the the valley of the queens it was over the valley of the kings and of the kings okay and it landed it was actually over the nile river to the beginning of the Valley of the Kings, the Seven Necropolis. Um, it was super, super cool. They um, have like it, those tour guides have it set down to the minute. The minute you get there is the minute the Harrow Balloon's about to take off. The minute you land is the minute the tour guide shows up and he takes you to the Valley of the Kings. And <clears throat> get some sugar cane juice in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the Valley of the Kings that was the coolest thing that was the second coolest thing that we did to me the whole time we were there the tombs that are there king ramses the first the fifth and sixth king tut tutankhamus king tutankhamus they don't like it when you say king tut that's like a very americanized yeah yeah tutankhamun it's very like americanized version right Um, who was the youngest ruler and Mm -hmm. they found 500 pounds of gold in his tomb so that was cool the thing they had over his head when they mummified him was 22 pounds of gold and you don't see all those until you go to the egyptian museum which we Mm -hmm. did later do but you get to see the tombs and king ramses fifth and sixth i if anybody's listening and you go to egypt and you do not see king ramses fifth and sixth tomb you've missed out it is the most well-preserved tomb. The colors are so bright. Everything is vibrant. Uh, they had their wives touch everything. The minute you hit the beginning of the, I don't know, a quarter mile long tomb, every inch of the wall is covered in hieroglyphs oh, wow. and paint and etching. Was that, um, the, was, um, was that the Ramesses who was Pharaoh in the time of Moses? Yes, the first okay. one. Okay. The first one was, and you do go to his um, tomb, yes, as well, which aren't as well preserved. Right. Um, <clears throat> in fact, they were all empty except for King 
Chichikumans. And um, that was because his was underneath another one. And I guess the Tomb Raiders raided that one and mm-hmm. then left that one. It was only discovered 100, uh, about 100 years ago, 1822, by Howard Carter when it was an English nation. Uh, uh, he based The Tomb of uh, Tutankhamun? The Valley of the Kings in general. Uh, the, in general? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was basically out there digging. Yeah. And yeah. so, so, um, you said that the, um, the actual like sarcophagus and like, uh, I guess head dress or whatever that, uh, yeah. Tutankhamun was buried with, uh, those were in the Egyptian museum. You got to go to the museum and see those things. Yes. Um, museum was what we did the very last day. Okay. Uh, they actually squeezed it into, uh, and it was funny because the the tour manager Ahmed um he was very awesome totally give you the links to everything so you can link it for people um but he said hey guys you guys take the first day so we're gonna drop you off at the museum but you're on your own on this one and we zoomed around in that museum he goes you actually you guys have got this y'all know everything and we zoomed around in that museum and just put all the pieces together which I'm sure in hindsight we missed something but it was what it had to be um and that's where you see all the mummies but they are building the grand egyptian museum and because of covid it has been delayed and delayed so there's a lot of things that were mo- were packaged to move um mm. and king tutakuman his one of his i guess it would be his sarcophagus this huge huge building where the walls are gold and everything like that was wrapped up um, and you're not allowed to video any of King Tut's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the one thing in Egypt they don't let you video. You can't do flash photography in the tombs or the pyramids, but they do not let you video his stuff. Um, <laughs> or come home with any rocks. My my husband tried to take rocks from the from, Giza pyramids. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They, we went through four securities in the airport, and the finally the last lady pulled him out of my bag and went, nope, in my face. And no like, rocks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. So, that's, that's, a, that's a little extra. Those were my rocks. Yeah, I don't get They spoke to me. Whatever. But I was walking through the Valley of the Kings, and I just felt the sudden urge to look down and pick up a rock, and it looked so small in the, gra- in the sand. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up and it was this huge rock. And I told Stephen, no matter what, we're taking that one home. And we got, did get that one home. You did? But don't come for me, Egypt. It's just a rock. <laughs> I, I don't, don't, uh, I'm not even going to ask how you got that through security. <laughs> Considering the size. <laughs> no, um, we, have, we have our ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's awesome. So how many days were you there? It was a full week or? We were there 10 days and 10 days. we are only on day four at this point. Oh, wow. And um, so like, um, did you like, you explored some like uh, neighboring villages or anything like that? So we, so went to Kairos, you know, kind of like the Austin, mm-hmm. Tex- if we're talking about Texas and then Alexandria is like the Dallas. And then we go down to Houston, like Galveston area, and that's like Luxor and Aswan, where we see some of the temples on the east bank sightseeing. And then on the west bank sightseeing, we see the Valley of the Kings. Well, then if you, you, those, we go to those towns, all of those towns. And um, if the neighboring towns were considered like they're just the country, um, there's not really a whole lot of like neighboring towns. Mm-hmm. Um, but we go at, to the end of the Nile River past the high dam which is um a dam that russia helped them build not that long ago um and past the high dam the nile is very clean and it has temples down there um but one of the towns that we went to was nubia oh, nice. and it is they're their own people they're they speak their own language and the government doesn't mess with them it's kind of the way they worded it to us um, that everything they grow on the island, eat on the island, do everything. Um, <clears throat> they were so cool. Uh, they were a totally more African vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, they the the sand there is like powdered sugar, and the Nile River is 
freezing and beautiful. Um, so that was the only neighboring city I would really consider that we went to. That's awesome. I mean, so what, what were the people like there other than like speaking their own language? Were they very hospitable as well? Very hospitable. We, we pull up and the guy's like, welcome to Nubia. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, um, I'm like all of their things. Cause everybody's hustling. So, you know, they're all, everybody has something to sell. All of their stuff was like handmade mm-hmm. and, so that was really, really cool. Um, they had like this, this um, overall, like kind of more party vibe to them. Um, Nubia was bright colored, whereas Cairo and Luxor, the only thing that was bright colored was the lights. Everything was built out of concrete because they don't have lumber. So all of their stuff is built out of concrete. And um, in Nubia, it is as well, but they paint it bright colors with crocodiles all over it. Yeah. Because that's where the crocodile temple is, um, where all the mummified crocodiles were found. And so they they had this, you walk in and it's just this bright, everything's yellow, blue, greens with paintings of their lives on the wall. Um, and they have a lot of different teas there. So you go to like a tea shop and they have pet crocodiles. Wow. Yeah, they yeah, were very, I, very cool. I think I saw some of the pictures of uh of Nubia that you had posted and and I don't know, I feel like that's 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 a place where I would like to spend a lot of my time. Like I mean, yeah. of course the the pyramids are are cool and and everything, but um I don't know, like those the people there like you said the like the party vibe kind of everybody's happy and upbeat more of like the the african spirit uh lives there and uh i don't know i feel like i feel really drawn to those kind of people as well so uh do they have uh places there in nubia that you could stay like a hotel there or um... they do right on the bank um right when you pull up to like the island um they have like they build everything in domes there to keep the heat down it's so hot yeah um and everywhere on on the way to nubia from oswan is you're literally on this boat and you turn to the left and you turn to the right and it's dripping with ancient temples and i'm like what's that temple and it's the temple of blah 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 and i'm like yeah yeah i can't even take all this in because there's just so many wow. yeah um, you'll have to take <laughs> another trip yeah yeah um, but when you get there to Nubia, they have the, um, like hotel basically, and it probably only has like 10 or 15 rooms, but, uh, it would probably be very cool. If we went to like a, a local house that has opened their home to tourists mm-hmm. and, um, <clears throat> they were very cool. They, uh, hibiscus is a big tea they drink there. So we drank a lot of hibiscus tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could spend some time there. I mean, they're like the, like, pull the fish out of the river with their hands, right. people. They seem right. fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, what what is this? Day five, day six? So that was actually the end. Okay. Um, but that was... when, that was like the neighboring um, village. But um, so day five, we're seeing... Edfu Temple, Kam Ambo Temple. Um, those are the Temple of Horus and the Crocodile Temple. And um, we learn a little bit about the story of Isis, Osiris, and the evil god Set. And then Horus. Um, basically, what we learned was that and it's on the walls there. Um, it is Isis and Osiris and Set were all siblings. And Isis and Osiris fall in love. And I guess that is either mad or jealous or who knows. And he cuts Osiris up in 10 pieces and hides them over Egypt. And she finds his body and like puts him back together. And that's why she's like the go- goddess of motherhood or life. Um, and so <clears throat> we go to his temple too, um, Osiris's temple too. And then at the end of Kam Ambo Temple is the Crocodile Museum with all the crocodile mummies. 
explain yeah. that because I, I don't I don't think I've ever heard of that. Uh, the crocodile mummy. Yeah. They mummified everything, my friend. But the crocodiles were a big thing to them. Um, I think they were a signature of uh, like vitality and strength. I could be wrong about that. There's so many um, things that each one is for, but mm -hmm. they had over a hundred crocodile mummies wow. all, all over Egypt. Um, but they even mummified the eggs. They mummified everything. Later on, when you go to the Egyptian museum, you see a mummified gazelle. You see a mummified fish that is huge, the size of a couch cushion. Wow. Uh, ancient fish, um, cats, monkeys, goats, uh, ev everything. They mummified everything. So the the crocodile temple, where are are all the the crocodile mummies there in the temple, or most of them? What yeah. Was, so what is just like chock full of mummified crocodiles? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's wild. It is. Yeah, there's a lot. You walk in and there's like uh, seven or eight in a glass container right in front of you, and then you walk to the right. And there's some, there's a bunch of tablets with hieroglyphs and inscriptions explaining like what the crocodiles meant to them. Um, and I guess they kept them as pets. And so a lot of what they mummified was their pets were signatures of something strength or whatever. Wow. Um, and so they would mummify their mummies or crocodiles too. An entire temple dedicated to them. Yeah, a whole a whole temple. Yeah, um, they were really serious about that because there's yeah. a lot of temples that aren't intact anymore. But the ones that are intact are like the bigger gods and stuff like that. Um, and that one's super intact. Cool. So um, th uh, this whole experience, what what do you, what was your favorite part the whole the whole time? Um, I really liked the Valley of the Kings, um, just the paint and how every inch of the wall is covered in hieroglyphs. Yeah. Um, that was really, that was really, really cool. You said it's Ramesses um, fifth and sixth. There's were the best preserved. The most preserved, or at least from what I saw. Um, mm -hmm. And they, they were extra to get into. Um, but I liked Queen Hajipsu. I liked Queen Hot Chicken Soup's Temple a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, she was really interesting. She would even wear a beard and she, um, would dress more like a man. Hmm. And they say that she had surgeries to be more figured and structurally like a man. To transition, so, was she, she was a trans, trans Egyptian ruler. Yeah. Wow. Basically, to me, I mean, I guess she was like the first, like one of the first trans, you know, a lot of the, on a lot of the walls, it's like, this is the first belly dancer and the first inscription of this and of that. And um, so, you know, a, a lot of her, like, temple was destroyed by her stepson because she, when the father died, her husband, she sent him to the army to pretty much die so she could take over the country. Mm -hmm. And then she ended up dying of cancer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then he went and destroyed a lot of her temples, but there's like two really good pictures of her left. And one is her depiction of a female and one is her depiction of a male. Really cool. That's yeah. very interesting. Uh, what was, what was Stephen's favorite part? Um, Stephen, what was your favorite part of Egypt? The Valley of the Kings as well. Cool. I think so... our second favorite was the Red Pyramid okay and then and nubia what was the significance of the red pyramid um it was just the third pyramid and man if you would have asked me like 10 minutes ago i would have i remembered his name when we were talking about it earlier but i can't remember his name now um but it was just it was the third pyramid ever built in egypt as far as they know is third yeah really well structurally built pyramids one that they used etc okay. etc um <clears throat> more significant um but it, it had the most room and i i don't know when I, my heart was beating so fast when i was in there and i was like oh my gosh i'm in a pyramid i am in a five thousand year old four thousand year old structure like um so maybe i just 
something about that pyramid just got me going. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's really cool. So when's the next trip? <laughs> we want, wanted to go to Chichen Itza, um, but there's some like violence going on in Mexico and my grandma calls me every day to tell me about it. She watches, uh, her Telemundo and they tell yeah. her about it. So she's like, um, do not go, do not no, go. No, she's so not mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, we want to go, I want to go to Guatemala. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some pyramids there and then it'd be really cool to go to Tokyo. Yeah. There's some 4,000 year old wooden structures there. So Um, have you guys always, have you guys always like kind of had a, a longing to travel the both of you? Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Um, and so now that you've got like a, a pretty good taste for it, are you like gung-ho now is this gonna be a i'm ready to go i could quit my job tomorrow and do nothing but travel steven actually has never left the country before so that was his first time out of the country yeah i haven't Uh, i haven't either unfortunately man we went hard (laughs) it was definitely interesting uh it was i i lost like four pounds (laughs) wow all that walking so much walking uh just so much walking you just legs are just dead by the end of the day dude my quads are killing me yeah. we rode at the end we rode four-wheelers through the pyramids oh, we went nice. back to the pyramids we went to the pyramids three times and we rode four-wheelers through the pyramids and when we we're on the four-wheelers going over the bumps my legs were just aching you would love to enjoy it but it's like you're in pain the whole time yeah absolutely yeah i imagine the the first time i i leave the states i'm hoping it's yeah it's egypt um i don't know i i've uh i almost booked a trip to um to peru uh go on like an ayahuasca retreat Mm -hmm. um but who knows i'm uh i'm looking forward to it i think here in the next year um, I just got to a place in my life where I'm uh, doing pretty damn good. Um, I've always done pretty decent for myself, but um, I've come across some pretty good opportunities that have put me in a much better position to to do some traveling like that. I've already I've been I've done some traveling here in the states a lot more than usual. I was just in California and L.A venice beach and everything twice in like the last two months um so i'm in a place where i can start traveling get that out of me get that out of my system so hopefully egypt is is right around the corner for me my man i suggest everybody do it don't wait till you're old there was uh, a lot of walking and i saw older people that were doing it and i was very proud of them and for them but don't wait uh do it now bring a hat, bring sunscreen. It brings chemical free sunscreen. Uh, it is a great trip, trip of a lifetime. You can do it like super cheap. You can, Egypt is, your money goes very far there. Um, 155 American pounds is 250,000 Egyptian pounds. So 2,500 Egyptian pounds for $155 here. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, just send me, any information you can like the the tour guides and everything like that i think you said it was memphis tours something like that Memphis tours yeah just send me all that information and um we'll put it in the show notes for anybody who wants to you know if anybody wants to plan a trip to to egypt they can they can find that stuff we'd love to support the guys who took care of you um yeah and yeah get get bunch of pictures over to me and with a little bit of a description so that I can kind of add them to the video and give something, something for the people to look at. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, that was it. I want to talk to you again soon about, uh, health, about your, your battle with celiacs. We, we still haven't really gotten around to that. Uh, we've done, we've talked a little bit about it and we've, we've done like vaccines and stuff. Um, talked about egypt so next time let's kind of talk about your your whole health journey um but yeah i uh, i appreciate you coming on and talking to me again about this this it's awesome and i i just can't i i don't know 
I'm so envious. I just, I, I want to go to, and I'm just, I'm, I'm so stoked for you. Like that you're there the whole time. I was like, dude, Gina's in Egypt right now. Just, I bet she's just like <laughs> losing her mind, but that's, that's awesome. I'm, was, I'm really happy was, for you. It was so cool. It would totally be your jam. It yeah. would, it would, it would be your jam for sure. I yeah. think everybody should go. I think like, if you're going to go do something, go do something that makes you feel alive and realize that yeah. like we are alive and it's such a gift. It is such a gift. I mean, these people spent their entire lives. All they cared about was the afterlife. They believed that you'd be mummified and put back into your body, spent their entire lives caring about that. And now we know, even if they had advanced technologies that we don't know about, 5,000 years later, we know that you don't, you're not coming back to this body. This yeah, body right yeah. here is not coming back. So yeah. enjoy your life, travel. It's worth it. You don't get to go to, you don't get to go anywhere with that money when you die. So, you know, exactly. Time to go. Exactly. Well, I think that's a, that's a good note to end it on. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate it, Gina. And I'll talk to you later. All right. All right. Peace. Bye.